Today, Case Britton joins us to talk about his work with Gnosko Studios. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Zach Griffin. As always, I'm with Logan Bruce, and we want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you in part by the Ministry League Network. Uh, go check out the Ministry League app if you haven't already. Uh, it's a great app, lots of Christian resources. Uh, go ahead and check them out. Also, don't forget to share this episode on any social media platform you want. Uh, and also check out our Teespring shop. Zach's repping the uh, the shirt today. We've both got our mugs, and uh, I'll probably be getting the hat pretty soon, and uh, which means I'll have to wear it for an entire episode. Uh, but also go check us out. We now have a parlor account, um, which admittedly, now that I'm almost 30, I don't really follow new social media trends. I'm just kidding. But um, just you know, follow us wherever you can and share, and you can check out check us out on that app as well. All right, so... Today is Thanksgiving. It's not actually Thanksgiving for us, but um, that's when this episode will premiere. So in the spirit of all of that, Logan, um, you know, we, we just want to wish everybody a, a happy right. Thanksgiving today. And um, let's let's kind of begin by just talking about some things that, that we're thankful for. Right. It's kind of interesting. A year ago, I was thankful for different things. And I, now that I have a child and now that I have... Uh, my own house. Uh, a year ago, I didn't have. Well, I did have a kid a year ago. I don't know what I said that. But a year ago, I didn't. I didn't have. I was not in the same position I am. And so you, things change so fast in a year. But this year, um, I'm especially thankful for my beautiful wife and my beautiful daughter. Um, but I'm just thankful that for the position that God continues to put me in to succeed, and uh, where He's put me in life, um, big time. You know, that's that's something that I personally will very quickly take for granted is, you know, what God has done in my life. And so I just want to, I want to make sure I'm, I'm always thankful for that. But I'm obviously for my viewers, for our viewers, you know, that's something we should never take for granted. Yeah. And I think back on this, this previous year and just look at all the moments where it just kind of felt like, you know, God was doing that. God was involved. He was helping me get through this. Um, I was depending on him, and he pulled through. Right. Um, and so I'm certainly thankful for, for him and his providential care. Um, I think about Graham, and I've been looking at some of the, the videos from, from years past recently of, of, of him when he was a baby and kind of getting a little bit older and a little bit older. And, and he is such a big boy now, so I'm just like, wow, I'm so thankful to have had all this time with him. Yeah. And for the time that, you know, if the Lord wills, that we'll be able to spend with each other still. And, and of course, for family, um, just thankful for the season. Um, I just like this time of year. So um, uh, lots of things to be thankful for. I was, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said, you know, and most of us have heard this before, um, what if you woke up, uh, one morning and you only had what you were thankful for, what you asked God or, or thanked him for the night before. Uh, and it's just kind of, that has gotten to me the last few days. Uh, so yeah. I've been thinking about that. Um, it certainly is a great thing that we have this time each year to really think about being thankful. I'm very thankful that the election is over. <laughs> because that means there's much less political 
arguments for a while. Mm, yeah, I guess. They're still <laughs> sorting things out. Media don't want to say that, but they're, they're, they're you still can cut legal that things out. that are happening. <laughs> no, it's okay. We'll, it we'll, we'll leave it in. We'll leave it in. <clears throat> Well, anyway, we're going to jump into our recommendations. Uh, I'll go ahead and share mine. Uh, it's a great book. Um, this actually, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to save this one. Because in the spirit of what we're going to be talking about today, I want to share something else. All right. My recommendation today is not a particular book, um, but I guess it's kind of like what Logan last week talked about getting parallel Bibles. Well, this is a uh, synopsis of the Gospels. So if you think about the synoptic Gospels, which really are Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, they are Gospel accounts that have these similarities with one another. Uh, and I love this because if you're doing a class or you're just really wanting to study the Gospel accounts, this is fantastic because it lines up uh, all of the different accounts. Um, side by side with one another so it kind of goes through i guess sort of in a chronological kind of way um the story of jesus and it pulls from all the different gospel accounts it even does it includes john as well uh, so this is great um, because um, there are things you read in one gospel account and you don't get the full story um, so it's, it's a great thing to study, especially for those that are thinking about teaching uh, one of the Gospels. So that's my recommendation for today. Well, my recommendation is, it's kind of in, in the same vein, I guess, but it's an actual book, and it is called A Study Guide to Greater Bible Knowledge, and you can see the little sticker kind of still on there that I couldn't peel all the way off. Uh, but it's kind of interesting because something I've been thinking about recently as my daughter's getting older is the importance of teaching her my biblical knowledge and growing up with a father who was a minister and getting a Bible degree. Um, I didn't realize how immense my Bible knowledge was compared to the average Christian until I became a youth minister. And I was like, wait, y'all don't know the 66 books of the Bible. <laughs> you don't know the 12 apostles. And so even little things like that. Um, and, but this book is very interesting because it takes, it, it, it shows you, how to study the Bible in a in a uh, way that's simple for you, and it breaks it down. It starts big with the big themes and comes and it gets down smaller and smaller. And you can tell what part that I stopped highlighting in this book specifically, <laughs> but um, but it's still very good. And it, it you know it's it's a book to show you a study guide to greater Bible knowledge. I mean, it's to just have a general knowledge of the Bible that a lot of people are missing and that's the fear in evangelism is I don't really know what I'm doing well this this book helps fill some of those gaps and show you hey you need to figure this out uh, I was rec this was book was recommended to me um, by one of the men I interned for and I was in college and when I first got on Amazon it was like $98 on Amazon because it was the only copy on Amazon and I was like I'm gonna wait on that and I eventually got it later for much cheaper but uh, hopefully, um, you know, you can get your hands on this. It's by Wayne Jackson. And again, it's just very uh, a very good study guide to figuring out how do I relate this whole big book that can seem so complicated to somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about, who knows nothing about the Bible. Wow. 
This is like something like I could have really used a few years ago. Yeah, probably still could use now, but it's like, it's great. And I I think I highlighted through the first five chapters, and then I started uh, just reading it to soak it in. Um, yeah. And it's 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 good, and it's stuff that like that a lot of it I knew and I understood, but when the, the way he puts it brings it to a level to where it's, it helps you with memorization of it. And more than memorization about retaining it and making it a part of your greater knowledge. So, yeah. Okay. So that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. So today's topic is one of the pivotal moments in the life of Jesus, um, and it's the moment where Peter confesses him as the Son of God. We know this is the the great confession, um, and you know Jesus asks the question, right? Um, you know, who do you think I am? And they say whoever you know this is what people are saying and then peter steps up and he says well you are the son of god um we're going to talk about this in depth a little bit today but before we do and before we introduce our guest logan why do you think this moment is so monumental this is kind of a, a big point in scripture yeah it's uh it really defines what in scripture as a christian christ is looking for and you know it's the basis, it's it's the the bottom line that that confession that he is God uh, is is something that a lot of people, even Christians, sometimes struggle with. Uh, even I guess I should say professing Christians sometimes struggle with is that Jesus is God. Like you know, but this confession is so monumental because it it completely. I personally, when you read through the Bible, as excuse me, when you read through the Gospels, like you're talking about with your synoptic synoptic Gospels, uh, this point, you can see the disciples change the way they viewed Christ almost, mm-hmm. and it was like, you know what, this is a bigger deal than maybe I've been making it, and uh, and so I think that it can have that impact on us as well. Right. You know, I think about. Um, you know, we're, we're studying through the book of Mark, and there comes a moment where Jesus calms the sea. Right. And the question that they ask within themselves is, who is this that even can control the, the, the winds, the, the storm? Mm-hmm. Who is this that can do that? And then later, that confession is made. I believe it's three or four chapters later. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't really understand at that point. But right. when Peter makes that confession, it's like, all right. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like is... you can see the wheels clicking. And yeah. uh, as a parent, like, you, you know that God sees us that way sometimes. But as a parent, I can see my daughter's wheels clicking. And every now and again, it's just like she has an aha moment. And it usually happens sometimes even faster than my aha moments because she's way smarter than I am. But, um, but he, it's like Peter has this aha moment that... It's like, oh, and then they all kind of have it together. And from then on, you know, their attitude about the whole ministry is drastically changed. Right. So Yeah, I agree with that. And specifically in the book of Mark, I think Matthew does this too a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, and, you know, Luke might do this as well. When you get to Mark chapter 8, Jesus, at that point, when he makes that confession... 
He's getting ready for the cross. Yeah. There's all of this yeah. ministry. There's all of this service, this happening. And then at that moment, when they realize he's the son of God, he's getting ready for the cross. Well, what does he do right after that? He immediately predicts his death and resurrection. Yeah. I mean, so that just lends to your point that he's, and then he talks about taking up your cross. So back to back, boom, boom, boom. He's, Peter's like, you're son of God. And then they're all like, oh yeah, he kind of is. And uh, then he's like, well, I'm going to die for you. And that's just, it's hindsight's 2020. Looking back at this, you're like, the apostles are so stupid. But if I were in that situation, it'd be me. That'd be me. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let's let's save this topic a little bit. I'm sorry. Um, for our guests. No, that, you're, you're good. You're good. Um, but today we have with us uh, Case Britton. Uh, he is the minister for the Laverne Church of Christ. He um, is a graduate from Memphis School of Preaching. I believe he's uh, also about to get his degree at Ambridge University as well. Uh, so we're very, very excited to have him on the show today. Uh, Case, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Struggling with the cold right now, but as far as things go, my voice is still here, so we're good. Well, we certainly appreciate you you know, coming on the show anyway, despite the fact you have a cold, so... Um, we are thankful to have you on today. Um, maybe we can kind of start this out. We kind of do this interview portion, you know. So uh, kind of tell us about yourself a little bit. Uh, my name is Case Britton. I am, uh, I think, 23 now. Yeah, 23. <laughs> you start to lose count after a while. Um, I'm 23 years old. I was uh, born and raised in a small town called Pulaski, Tennessee. Uh, and I have... Ooh, I've moved everywhere. I've lived in Georgia, Mississippi, Florida, uh, Tennessee, and now Alabama. Um, uh, I'm a true diehard Alabama fan. Uh, sorry for anybody else uh, who doesn't believe in the truth. But uh, I am married to my beautiful wife, Sydney. We got married this year on March the 28th, and I will not forget that date ever. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I enjoy shooting guns i enjoy spending time with friends i enjoy watching movies and of course i enjoy uh studying more about god's word and, and getting to know people who are in his kingdom awesome man that's awesome yeah and i i've never met case before today so it's good to meet you man um i have a very important question that i need to know to define you more as a person regardless of your college football allegiance um regardless of of anything but are you a cat or a dog person dog person good i've got a good answer. beautiful black lab mixed with a golden retriever puppy he's about 12 weeks old right. now his name's cash and that's johnny cash of course there you go <laughs> that's awesome man yeah it's it's been too long since we've had a dog but anyway well what would you say is you know the most rewarding part about ministry you know uh this is one of those things that's kind of popped up a time or two in my life already. Um, a lot of people get curious, you know, especially people who don't work in ministry want to kind of understand like, Hey, what is it like for you in your life? And, um, I guess the best way that, that I could put it in a way that would, um, reflect the good, the best part, I guess maybe would be, uh, you know, when I was growing up, I kept looking at different, things you know you're growing up what do I want to be when I grow up you know when I was five years old went to career day career day with a bible in a suit and stood behind a podium and, and preached you know that was that was I wanted to be a preacher that was the thing that I wanted to do 
Um, but as I grew older, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna look into other things too. I'm just gonna explore, make sure that this is what I want to do. And when it came down to it, and, and the reason why I think that this is kind of one of the most rewarding parts about ministry is that no other job do you have the ability to focus your your like whole life and all of your time devoted towards studying, learning more about God's word, and then showing others about it. You know, like that's a part of a Christian's life. That's essential in every Christian's life, but you get to do it for a living. Like you get yeah. to be a Christian <laughs> for a living kind of thing. And so it's like, I'm going to do it anyways. So it's, it's fantastic that I get to v- devote all of my time, not just a, a tad bit of my time to doing it. Yeah. And you know, Logan and I have both worked, um, you know, secular jobs and have done ministry. And there are certainly some rewards behind that. Uh, and there are certainly, um, you know, there is the concept of being out and being, you know, I feel like you have a better chance to be a more evangelistic when you are in a secular work. Um, but, you know, for the personal growth and the personal you know, there's nothing that beats, I feel like, that, you know, having that role, you know, where your job is to study the Word of God um, and then share it with other people. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I worked in banking. My first job out of school was I worked in banking uh, full-time and did church work part-time. And then uh, after that, I went into insurance a little bit, um, got a little a job a little bit closer to my house. And, you know, it... uh it's exhausting to be honest because you know you get to 40 hours for a bank or 40 hours for an insurance company and you know that's tiring enough then you come home and you got to write bible classes and do sermons and find time to call the sick list and visit those in need and you know if you you might get lucky and be able to take a member out to lunch if y'all's lunch breaks line up kind of things so, you know it, it was one of those things where I, I did it for uh, about six months and i you know i just called my dad one day and I was like, you know, I just, I don't know if working two jobs and, and doing this is for me. I just, too much of my time is eaten up and I can't, I personally could not effectively do my job with the church as well because I'd be so tired, you know. And it's like in the, in the moment when I kind of clock in, so to speak, for the church, I'm exhausted, you know. <laughs> so it's like there's nothing left in me kind of thing, so. So I've kind of I got a question that I I posed to one of our guests a few weeks ago and Zach really liked it so I think he wanted me to ask it again. Uh, but it's a uh, it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, but I always like hearing people's answers. But if you could ask God or Jesus one question and get an immediate answer, like no delay, no like all right, well I'll answer you in a little bit, and they just immediately either he just tells you or pops in your head. I don't you can get it delivered however you want. What would your question be? Mm. You know, this is that age-old question that every time you read the Bible, the question that you would ask changes kind of thing. Yes. Um, you know, a part of me would ask uh, some kind of textual something, you know, okay. did Jephthah keep his vow, you know, <laughs> in the sense that, you know, we think of it. Um, but to be honest, um, I would probably ask what I could do personally every day that would make the biggest difference in the lives of the people who I'm trying to reach, you know, cause, cause that's one of those things, you, you know, you can come up with it and be like on, on one day, it might be a different answer, you know, right. like, okay, Tuesday, 
I go, you know, I, I try and eat at the same places, you know, get the same waitresses and waiters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get to know the community. Um, but, you know, it's like you ask them questions, but not get too personal. It's like, hey, you go to church anywhere? You know, we'd love to have you come join us. Or once you get to know them, it's like, hey, why don't you come listen to this sermon, such and such. But um, I would try and, you know, figure out what would be that question. Or what would be that thing that I could say that would make the biggest difference in that person's life uh, in a good way, you know, because yeah. you could probably say something that shock and awe and, you know, got their attention, but probably would turn them away more than bring them to closer right. kind of thing. So like, how would be, what would be that thing that I can do besides just simply offering uh, for them to, you know, have a Bible study or offering for them to come join us that could make the difference in their life? you know, or if there is anything, you know. Well, before we get into our study, um, you are part of a a program called Gnosko Studios. Uh, And so we'd like for you to kind of use this time, this moment to to kind of plug that and tell us what that's all about. Yeah, so uh, Gnosko Studios is a group right now of eight creators. We're kind of expanding a little bit, uh, but we've got eight guys who are committing to it on a regular basis at this time. Um, and you know we got guys from all over we got guys from Indiana, Idaho uh, Nebraska, Tennessee Alabama I think that's it uh, but we're kind of like spaced out you know. Um, but we all went through uh, Memphis School of Preaching together and the thing that we kind of talked about was uh, we wanted to build something and this was kind of the main idea behind Johnny and, and Daniels uh, that there are two founders I guess you could say their, their kind of main idea behind this group was to produce content every day. You know, it didn't have to be ultra complex. It didn't have to be scholarly level biblical study, you know, just simply something that makes it easier for your everyday person to join in for five minutes and listen to a message from God's word and encourage an active study habit, you know, something that daily, like a daily reminder. And instead of you just having to sit down and go, okay, well, hey, I need to study my Bible today. Okay, well, why don't I study my Bible on this topic that this guy is speaking of today? Um, now, that was the original goal, and we're still doing that, and that's what our eight guys helped to do. we got a couple who've got some a baby, and one's got a baby on the way, so they kind of you know, flip-flop between weeks. Uh, but we've got eight guys, and between those eight guys, we produce a video every single day. And um, we're working very heavily uh, towards our next two goals, kind of like an umbrella. So our first umbrella, so to speak, was Gnosko Video. That was our daily content. Uh, and then the next, we're moving into Gnosko Audio, which is going to be uh, releasing of several podcasts. Um, and we'll kind of vary that. Some of our guys will step back from producing videos every day and jump into podcasts, which means we'll probably be filling some slots before too long with video. And then the third is, is our, I guess, probably our most lofty goal, for now is Gnosko courses. And that is interactive, long-term Bible studies. So you want to study through the Bible one chapter at a time uh, with somebody who knows what they're talking about, not just you know some guys <laughs> who are in their 20s, but some, some very intelligent guys. Uh, and so we've got some speakers lined up and uh, we're looking to eventually study through the whole Bible and um, it's going to be almost like a Google Classroom style where you watch a video, you answer some questions, you can ask questions, 
very interactive. Um, and in fact, whenever we do release that, at least for the first uh, like month or so, you know, if we release five videos, it'll be maybe the first one video every week, maybe for like the first five weeks. Um, the one who is involved in the recording of the video will be there uh, ready to answer questions kind of thing if you have them. Now, you can still ask questions after those five weeks are over, but it's almost going to be like you're taking a class, you know. So for five weeks, you've got somebody who's dedicated to helping you to study through this course. And um, wow. things have been going great. You know, we've uh, we had a very, very, very good um, first month um, whenever we kind of pushed heavily into this stuff. In fact, it was so good that we kind of had to pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, to kind of step back and say, okay, what are we going to do with all this? <laughs> because, uh, you know, each video uh, was getting a couple, you know, 20, 22,000 videos, give or take. And, you know, so within uh, the first month, we had you know, already reached over two, uh, 2 million people, I think, was or like 1.8 million or something like that. And so that was one month, and we were like, okay, <laughs> let's kind of take a step back here and make sure that what we're doing and putting out is worth two million people watching. You know, make yeah. sure that you know not just recording it to be recording it, but recording it with a purpose. And so we've actually laid out a plan to hopefully um, raise some support, and that support goes strictly to the boosting of those videos at this time. None of us are getting paid for anything that we're doing. In fact. Most of the support of the work right now is coming from our own pockets. And so we're looking to get some support to get the videos and stuff in front of more eyes, as well as upgrade some of our guys' equipment, you know, because most of us are recording off of iPhones and that's it. Uh, no external microphones, no nothing, just an iPhone. Uh, so we're looking to get some up in produ uh, production quality and then use also some support money to branch into uh, paying guest speakers to come. That way we're not just relying on favors and <laughs> the goodwill of yeah, like men us. to <laughs> sacrifice their time, you know, we're, we're going to actually pay them for what they do. <laughs> well, uh, well, that, that sounds awesome. And sounds like, you know, you've got some good things playing there. So very excited about this. Um, and I'll be praying for sure. Um, and thanks for coming on the show, even though we didn't promise to pay you anything. So <laughs> hey, it's all good. It's but, all good. I, I appreciate it, brother. Um, so, Case, okay, so it's been good kind of chatting with you, getting to know you, but I want us to now to dive into our topic for the day. And Zach and I kind of introduced it, and, um, <clears throat> and I know somebody um, with your knowledge is going to have some thoughts on this. Um, but let's, I just want to, you know, talk about that great confession. You know, what is, uh, what are some, what are some takeaways from this? Because, yes, I mean, it's, it, it's pretty concise. I mean, if you if your Bible's like mine and it breaks it down into uh, segments, then it's only three verses long. Um, this section on the Great Confession, um, but uh, but Zach, I, th I think it'd be best to start with you. What are you? What is a big takeaway or three or four that you have <laughs> from uh, from the Great Confession? Well, I think the biggest thing is this confession is the basis of everything that we do. Mm -hmm. uh, really, everything that we we build upon in the church is the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. You know, from Genesis chapter three, 
the promise that the seed of the woman would come and crush the head of the serpent uh, and that that serpent would bruise his heel um, from the very beginning there is that promise um, and then at the very end of the book of Revelation chapter 22 it talks about that end with that great king that great Christ that one who from the start to finish the whole scripture is all about and when I think about why I am a Christian it is the fact that the Son of God came and had such great love for us you know I was thinking about um, one of the podcasts that I listen to I, I listen to Unashamed with the Robertsons you know from Duck Dynasty uh, and they were talking about this um, and it was just the fact that God came down and he demoted himself <laughs> you know in, in our society we think you know in our culture or whatever we think humans are we're at the pinnacle there's nothing greater than us you know we are we are at the height of you know evolution is how our world would say it um, but it's just not true <laughs> it's just not you know he lowered himself uh, put on he, he poured himself out emptied himself out Philippians chapter 2 and it is this son of God and it's the realization that he's the son of God that leads us to do anything as Christian to become a Christian be converted um, so I think that's probably my biggest takeaway from this yeah. is that and I think that's reflected very well in Matthew you know upon that rock not Peter but upon the confession he would build his church uh, Matthew chapter 16 well as you said that and this this may be sacrilegious but as you said sacrilegious. that um, when you said uh, something about demoting himself it made me like for the first, like I've never thought this before but I thought it when you said this that this is that Jesus is the biggest episode of undercover boss ever <laughs> I, I just I don't know but that's that's what it is and it's like he is the son of God he's the the boss right like he yeah. was there at creation right uh, before him. any of us were a thought and he's coming down and trying to I mean really what it boils down to is he's he, he's experiencing human uh, he's experiencing not humanity he's experiencing the sickness that is humanity uh, mortality. With us. Yeah. There you go. Mortality. There's the word. He's yeah, experiencing mortality with us. And so... And he came to his own, and his own did not know him. That's yeah. right. And <laughs> so, uh, I don't know, it's just... That is that that stuck out to me when you said that. W one thing that, as I'm rereading this now, that really sticks out to me in this moment, is what he says in verse 30, is that he strictly warned them not to tell anybody. Um, um, and I think that that's kind of uh, an, an interesting part of this that um you know this is not it's not late in his ministry but it's also not really early and so i it's kind of interesting that that's not the only time he does that but that's something that jumped out to me um that after peter said peter said you are the messiah and he warned them not to tell anybody um that must have been interesting because if he was a fake messiah if he was a if he was a a scam artist or just a prophet, uh, and somebody said that, he would have been like, yes, and now go tell everyone. But yeah. because he's the true Messiah, he's like, okay, yeah, sh let's keep this between you and me right now. It's not time yet. Um, 
that's an interesting part of this as well in my mind yeah i mean i think about that that last trial with the high council mm-hmm. and you know he just says you have you have said it you said it you know yeah. you know and and that's when they tear their clothes and they're just like that is it you know mm-hmm. um you know so they had to keep it quiet for then but it's just like it's it's kind of ironic because that is the one truth mm-hmm. that Christianity is built off of right. and that's what we have we have to proclaim that now yep. you know and, and so it's just it's interesting how ironic that is mm-hmm. um, I think there's so many things that we can uh, take away from this and, and and we can talk about the implication for us today we can talk about the power of that statement we can talk about the transition in, in Jesus ministry here um, case you have some things that you kind of maybe some takeaways that you have from the great confession yeah um you know one of the one of the things that i I love so much about kind of this topic is it touches so much on what i preached on last sunday (laughs) so it's so fresh on my mind right now uh we're going through actually in november right now we're going through uh what i'm calling k-n-o-w november and so we're reaffirming things within our minds and knowing without a doubt certain things. And um, one of the things that I spoke about last week or the topic of last week was I know that my Redeemer lives. And one of the things I placed the importance on was that if the Bible was flawed, it was imperfect in any way, then the Bible itself would be false. Because if it is the inspired Word of God and it is whole and complete Word of God, it's perfect. So if it is, you know, flawed, if, if Jesus wasn't really the Son of God, then the, the Bible is nothing more than just a piece of paper, you know, a collection of words. Because it, what made it so, what makes it, not made it, but what makes it so special and what makes it so great and, and amazing is the fact that it is true. And a part of that is that Jesus is the Son of God. So when I, you know, one of the things that I talked about was understanding and knowing without a doubt what you believe in because of this unshakable, unquestionable faith coming. So when you see this this kind of question being posed by Jesus, you know, who do people say that I that the Son of Man is, or who do people say that I the Son of Man am? You know, it's you know, well, some said John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others say Jeremiah, one of the prophets. But then he gets so specific, you know, and he, he specifically speaks to Peter. But who do you say that I am? You know, it's it's not what everybody else thinks. It's your personal, you know, belief that makes the difference. Nobody's decisions, nobody's thought processes, nobody's mindset can change your salvation. You were the one who held it in your hands. And so Peter responds in such a, you know, a beautiful way. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You know, it's, it's this building of faith within Peter's words that, you know, helps to build my faith even more so. It's, you know, you are the one who you say that you are. You are the prophesied one. You are the Son of God, the Christ, the one who's going to save us from our sins. And then you take that and go, okay, well, what do these words mean? Well, Christ follows that up by saying, you know, upon this rock, upon this confession, I will build my church. So you think about the importance in our lives of understanding and 
having great faith and putting so much focus on knowing who Jesus is, you know, and no understanding who the Christ is and your dedication to him. You know, when you get that belief and that faith in, in Christ and you understand that he is the son of the living God, the Christ, you know, that same confession that you make is the same confession that the church itself is built upon. And so you ask yourself, okay, well, what makes up the church? Who makes up the church? Well, Christians, yes, of course, but it's people who have this mindset that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's who makes up the church. And you think of what a solid foundation, you know, that is. You think of the, the assurity within their own minds. You know, so for me, it's uh, it's just, you know, it's like a faith Red Bull almost. You know, it's like a <laughs> up of the spirit, so to speak. Because it's, like, it's this great confession. You know? It's a great yeah. confession. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, all right, let's do this. You know, let's go door knocking or something right now. <laughs> 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 we used to yeah. joke in school about that all the time when somebody would like preach something really, really good in jail. But I don't want to go to class. I want to go door knocking right now. <laughs> you know, get to it. You know. Yeah, man. Yeah, there's. It, that's. I mean, that's. That's exactly right, and it. It immediately. It's just. It's all. Uh, it's it's all brought together and accumulated with what he does next, and and the next sentence is irritating to me, as somebody who wishes they had lived and through this, because then it, it's like then he began to teach them, uh, you know, and he talks about the suffering of Christ and his death. I'm sorry, I I want to know what he said. <laughs> I don't want to know that he taught them. I want to be like, what did Jesus say? Um, but uh, and so that's frustrating. But mm-hmm. that is, but the point that Mark is making there is not that, uh, exa- that exactly him detailing him suffering. It's that this is coming to, about. You know, they realize he's the Messiah, and guess what? This is what's going to have to happen, and so it all it leads into that. Um, but that passion, that power uh, in those words, is really not really rivaled anywhere else in the Bible. Um, and I think when we when we glaze over it, we can do it a disservice because the entirety of the Bible is predicated on those words. And without that fact, it, none of that matters. This whole book is just a book. It's not, and it's a story book. It's not even a, uh, a, a historical book. It becomes so, something less like, you know, my history book. But it's a Bible. It's the Bible. It's God's word because of those words. Yeah. When I look at this and, and thinking about specifically case, how you were focusing on Peter, um, what happens with Peter when Jesus starts to teach all of that stuff is that he, yeah, he just, he says, no, <laughs> you know, he, he confesses that he's the son of God Apparently he don't know his scripture very well. He doesn't know Isaiah fifty three, <laughs> um, you know. So, but he, he well, not says, to dog, not to dog on Peter, but he was a fisherman. Th- so. That's true. <laughs> he wasn't a scholar or a scribe or anything. Like <laughs> he that. he needed this book, Guide to Greater Bible Knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he, I mean, he didn't he didn't understand, and I, I think even you know uh, a lot of you know people you know who are Jewish today. Isaiah fifty three is the it's the forbidden forbidden passage. They don't understand really what it means, or they don't talk about it. And and um, you know when you study with with Jews in that passage, oftentimes they're like, huh, 
Sounds a lot like Jesus. Uh, but anyway, you know, Peter says, no, you know, he comes along, he rebukes him. And that, and, and the fact that he would go on later and betray Jesus by his denial of him three times. You know, I think about how it is the fact that he is the son of God and that he did go through with that. You know, he says, you know, Peter, you're, you're focused on, uh, you're focused on worldly things. You need to be focused on, on heavenly things, on the, on the upward things. The fact that Jesus did die and was buried and was raised gives a person like Peter for a chance for forgiveness. Now, Peter comes around and his thoughts are so demonic that Peter, that Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, right? I don't think that's a mistake. I think those are demonic, earthly thoughts um, because he's trying to dissuade Jesus from doing what he came to do, you know? And the fact that Jesus is the Son of God makes it to where a person like Peter who tries to do this, tries to dissuade him, rebuke him, goes on to the deny him, goes on to put a stumbling block and to act with prejudice toward the Gentiles later on, to where Paul had to rebuke him to the face. It gives a chance for someone like Peter to write First Peter chapter 1 about the joy in Christ. You know, when I think about the fact that all three of us and, and the church we think about and we know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And yet, we betray him and we deny him. We know that we are to follow his word and we still don't. But it is the fact that he is the Son of God. He was that perfect sacrifice, the one who was sinless, the one who was God and human together as one. It was the fact that that is true that we can find grace and mercy, forgiveness, all the good things um, that we have because we're Christians. I mean, that's, I know that's probably kind of a tangent a little bit away from this passage, but, you know, when you, when you think about, upon the power of those words and the reality of those words, I mean, it's just something you kind of, looking at the scriptures and you're like, it's <laughs> just like it's just like a, a breath of fresh air because right. that reality is just let's go door knocking <laughs> well a big part of Peter though is his attitude because at no point does he try to be like well no, well, you know Jesus I, maybe I did that but you know, he owns up every mistake he makes along the way he owns up and we are good as human uh, at making excuses and saying, you know, well, Jesus, I did this this week, but I'm here at church, or I'm a good person <laughs> in general, and uh, and that's not that's not uh, what yeah. Peter does at all. Right. And when we look at him, and when we when we look at those at Peter, Paul, uh, John, th- those great authors, not only of authors of our Bible, but as great disciples of Christ. That was one of the def- huge defining factors, is that they were never afraid to admit when they had messed up. 
And I think that sometimes Satan makes it easy and we he puts fear into us. You can't admit you messed up. When in reality, that's exactly what separated these guys from the crowd. Um, was that ability to, to be humble enough to say, I did mess up. Yeah. And it offers the contrast. You're right. Human beings versus the Son of God. Yeah. Correct. I'm certainly thankful for the conversation that we've had uh, today and, and focusing in on this. And, and we, we've tried to talk a little bit more than we usually do with the guests just because we know you've, you've got a cult there. But um, we are so grateful to have you, Case. Um, it's, it's been such a pleasure to be able to talk to you and, and uh, kind of get your thoughts on this as well and to learn more about you and about Gnosko and, and all of these, these good things that are happening. So. Uh, we are so thankful to have you uh, on the show. Um, there's so much more um, out there. There's so much more to do. There's so much work to be done. Uh, and I'm thankful that the church has you um, to, to, to minister where you are and to minister beyond where you are through this means of social media. Uh, so we're, we're thankful for you. We're praying for your work. And we are glad to have you on the show today. I greatly appreciate the invite, guys, and uh, I loved our uh, loved our conversation. Very uplifting for the day, and uh, you know I'd, I'd appreciate it if everybody who is also going to like, share, comment, and all that stuff uh, on this video, uh, also give just give a look to uh, Gnosko. You know, we post something every day, and we really would like to get this message out uh, to the world. And so each comment, each share, each like, each follow that we get uh, helps us to reach further and further and i know that's the intention of this podcast as well as to you know to reach everybody that we can with god's message and so uh give us a a, a follow real quick go to gnoscostudios.org if you have any questions uh find me on social media i'm just about on all of them it's case with a k in case you don't know <laughs> uh, and y'all uh, y'all find me and, and i'll answer any questions that you got all right thanks brother um logan you want to close us out with a prayer yeah, for sure. And uh, just one more thing. This is this will, when this video airs will be Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving! Um, if happy you, Thanksgiving. if uh, if you're not spending time with your family in person, spend time with them on Zoom. But most importantly, spend time with your God. Thank Him for something today. So let's uh, let's do that though as we pray. God, I'm so very thankful for the the two men I've had the opportunity to study Your Word with today. I pray that You encourage them and bless them in every work that they take on. Uh, be with the work of Gnoskos and. Uh, and be be with, the, with those men who are working on that, and I pray that that Lord, you, above all, that you bless us, continue to bless us. You know, we were blessed, and I am thankful for the blessings that even I forget on a daily basis. Lord, be with us today and keep us safe. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for watching, everyone.